Welcome to the Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and I'm your host. This week, we're diving in with another real estate agent, listening to their journey into and within the real estate industry. Every week, we speak with realtors from across the continent, talking about their journey, their mindset, and how things have changed. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Real Journey Podcast. This week, we are speaking with Valerie Simino. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with her. You are absolutely going to love, love, love what she has to say. She's just a beautiful personality. So a little bit about Valerie. She's been in the real estate industry now for five years, and her main role has always been operations with Knight and Real Estate Advisors. Currently, she is growing one of the most successful teams within Keller Williams alongside her teammates. When she's not pushing her team forward, she's found coaching and training and mentoring other admins all across Canada and the United States. Moving into coaching was a natural transition for Valerie. There's nothing more that she loves than seeing success in others. Val has recently added published author to her resume and will be releasing a book designed to empower administrators to build a business within the industry and also to help agents build the basic foundation in their real estate journey. This is set to release in bookstores January 2022, so keep an eye out for that. Outside of real estate, Val is a mom to three boys. Her and her husband, Jay, have a mission for their family and is to lead by example every single day to be the best versions of themselves and spread kindness to others. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I have Valerie Simino with Knighton Real Estate Advisors. She's located in Hamilton. Valerie is the operations manager as well as a coach with Game Changers. And she owns her own coaching company for operations managers in real estate called Elite Coaching and Consulting. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, I would love for you to start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself, um, just where you are right now and what's going on. Oh my gosh. It's funny. Cause whenever someone asks me that question, I always panic. Cause I'm like, where do I start? Like what, <laughs> how far do back do I go? I don't even know. Um, I am five years into my role as director of operations for night and real estate advisors. I've never was in an administrative position before in my life. I was in sales leading up to this moment. So, um, before that I worked at the bank and, you know, I just got to the point in the bank where it's like, as much as I love the structure and routine, they started mm-hmm. changing some of the things around, how we treated our clients and not poorly, just more about the product than the person. And I've never really had that in me as somebody who can focus on the product over the person. So I made a decision. I I talked to my husband and I'm like, I think I'm going to find a real estate position for me somewhere. Years ago, I always said, "Um, chances are I'm probably going to be a real estate agent when I grow up. And then (laughs) that kind of like life got in the way, school got in the way. Um, And then I find I like, I found my way back and the story I always tell people when I joined with Chris Knighton, who's our team leader of Knighton Real Estate Advisors, is I didn't even have an interview. Like I went to his oh. house and said, okay, so you're going to start and um, I'm going to set you up with an email. I went home, hadn't left the bank yet, went home. I had a, like tons of emails come through introducing me to my new email account. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Like, this <laughs> And it's funny because um, we always make fun of how he hires people so quickly. And then I think back, I'm like, oh my God, am I part of that? Like, did he hire talent or did he just hire because he needed something? <laughs> um, but you know what? The two of us like clicked the minute we met. I knew that he was somebody that I wanted to work with just, just Amazing. strictly based on the culture he, ha- he, he had. Right. Um, and then, you know, what? for the last five years, we just built a real estate team, nothing major, Amazing. just, we went from two 
two agents to, I think we said with 20 people now. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. And it, yeah. and you were part of that journey, which is yeah. absolutely amazing to help build that. And that's yeah. amazing. Um, so you were at a bank before, is there like one integral moment that made you change to real estate other than, you know, you spoke with Chris and he hired you on the spot. I, I know, right? Um, <laughs> well, cause for years at the bank, I was in the mortgage industry. So I'd worked with tons of real estate agents and I always thought like they work so hard and do they need to work that hard? Like seriously. And then a lot, what a lot of people don't realize is how hard you, like they sometimes work, but they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have they gone through yeah. a full, like, you know, process with, with somebody and then the outcome was it didn't close and there's no paycheck. And a lot of people don't see that behind the scenes stuff that I really want yeah. to be aware of at times. Um, I've always had a passion for real estate. When I grew up, I grew up in a small town and, you know, my, um, my best friend, one of my best friends in, in high school, his dad was a real estate agent and they had a mortgage company. So we kind of lived and breathed it all the time. And we eventually mm-hmm. thought we would probably join forces and create a real estate team when we were like 17. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've real estate's always been there. And I knew that when, when I transitioned out of the bank, I had to make sure that position that I took was one that I was never going to change again. I wasn't getting any younger. (laughs) (laughs) So you went into operations and the rest is history. And the rest is literally history. Yeah. So has, um, has operations always been a passion of yours or is that something you kind of fell into that really suited your personality? That's such an amazing question because if you would have asked me, you know, in the bank or when I, even like all the jobs I've had before, um, the, the administration part never was something that appealed to me. Like I never, never something I even put into thought, but then when I look back at all the things that I've done, like my husband and I owned a business for a brief time before we had lots of children. Um, <laughs> and it was, I would create systems. I don't think we realize how often we actually put systems in place for everything we do. Dinner, time blocking, meal prepping. Those are systems. Yep. And it's funny because yep. when I started doing it for Chris, it was so natural. Right. And then it was natural. Like, okay, so here's the, here's how we grow this. Here's how we implement it. Here's how we launch it. And it's just before I knew it, two years into it, I was like, holy crap. Like, if you look back, it's like, wow. Like, I I went into an operations position that I've never had experience before in, and I'm doing okay. So can we break that down a little bit? Because you were talking about how, how much of being a parent and having to systemize your kid's <laughs> life and your yep. life and making sure everything runs smoothly, how much of that really plays a role in, like, you said that you had no experience, but you you likely did through being a parent. Yeah. So how did that help transition you into the role of operations? Oh, you know what? It, I mean, everything that I did as a parent, I'm a very structured parent. Yeah. And, and be, this is even before I was with Chris. And so it goes back to like, you know, my kids eat lunch at 11 AM every day. So that way an hour later, their bellies are full and they're like, they digest it. And now they're going to nap from 12 to one 30. And I it's like, it, I had, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, they went back for their afternoon nap between three, you know, so I, and I, unfortunately I have a 13 year old that I sometimes feel like I still do that with. Okay. So it's 11 o'clock. Are you hungry? And it's like, <laughs> even though I had to grow the system out with him a little bit. Um, but I mean, even so as like potty training, like, right. and as much as you, you, you think that you have a great system, they throw that right out the window pretty fast, but you still attempt and you yeah. still put structure in place. So all those things as a parent, my goodness, they're tenfold when you jump in. And, and let's be honest, if in my position, I'm probably a mom to half the people on our team. <laughs> and at first I used to fight that when they'd be calling me like mama bear. And I was like, no, I'm not your mother. But then I like embraced it because 
I am here to take care of you guys, whether it's through systems or models, I'm here to take care of you guys. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you can, you know, use your skills both in like your family setting and in the business setting. I think that's really amazing. Yeah. Did you ever think about having another career outside of real estate? Like you started off with the bank and mortgages and you kind of transitioned into Mm -hmm. the real estate industry, but was there anything else ever in your mind that you're like, Oh, that'd be interesting to test out or, or whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, I think every single one of us. So because I came from a small town, my ultimate dream, and I feel so cheesy when I talk about it now, it's like, I seem like a completely different person was I wanted to go to university, um, study history, become an archeologist. Hmm. I wanted to work in museums. I wanted to be the person you would see on a tour when you went to like a museum anywhere in the city. That was like, (laughs) They, I'm like, when I was younger, they had the best jobs ever. Unfortunately, you know, having a conversation with my parents and they're just like, that's not realistic. Like you're, there's no way, you know, small country living kind of vibe thinking and no harm in that, you know, it works for some people, but I just was like, well, that's great. I won't do that then, but I definitely know I'm made for more. I went through school, uh, social services, worked in the social service industry for many years as a social, like deep with children. And, uh, you know, again, that's, you know, the counselor side of me, I think really comes into play in our role as well. Um, yeah. So I've had lots of different avenues and I, and I wouldn't change this one. Like, you know what I mean? Like those ones I grew out of and I went somewhere else that they never really fulfilled me. Yeah. And then here I am. And I always had this thing where I was five years into a job and I started looking for something else. It was like just my nature five years into something, I started saying, what else is out there for me? And I'm at my, I'm over five years. I was going to say you're at your five year mark yeah. now. And, and I and haven't even thought about settled. it. Yeah. I put myself in a business and built a career within the business that I can actually bloom Yeah, and still be with my team. Well, is it safe to say that like, where you are right now compared to five years ago, like you, did you have your coaching co- consulting business five years ago? Like that's something that's new to you, is it not? So I've always had, I, I've always had this little side hustle and I was always somebody that'd be like, I would call up friends and tell them why they should do their business this way. Or, you mm-hmm. know, here's what you could add. And so I always had this little side hustle where I, I, I worked with women in business and I was yeah. doing that since 2010, to be quite honest, I had a networking group and everything. Um, so I've always had that trainer coach kind of in me. Um, but when I jumped into real estate and I started building systems and, and onboarding new people, it's just like, it blossomed. It was, it, it almost was like, I had the fuel for everything yeah. that I kind of been thinking about. So the coaching side of things is probably about three years old now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's growing every year. Crazy, crazy to think. Yeah. It's amazing though, that it's growing and that's something that you can keep growing and developing, but it's almost like that five-year mark comes along or whatever for you. Maybe it was two years and you're like, okay, I need something more. How can I grow myself? And, and, you know, that's exactly how it happened. So two years, almost three years ago now I was sitting in my office and we have a fully staffed administrative team, fully trained, the most amazing admins you could ever imagine. And it was almost like mama bird has done her job. (laughs) <laughs> like they don't need me. I don't, I'm not a micromanager. I don't believe in doing that. It's yeah. like, so what's, what's here for Val, you know, like what, where's my growth opportunity on the team. And I have probably like the most supportive team leader you could possibly imagine. I could go to him with anything and be like, Oh, I think you're great at that. Yeah, let's do that. And he'll yeah. never say no. I have to tell him it's okay to say no. I just don't remember. You don't have to say yes to everything I want to do. But I told him, I'm like, I think I want to go into coaching. And he's like, I think it's a great idea. And Amazing. then that's just, yeah, we built it from there. 
How has ha- having um, his support and the support of your team really allowed you to grow into the person you are today? Like, I feel like the support uh, plays a really big role in in how much someone can flourish and open up their their mind and their dreams and things like that to well, to accomplish it. Sometimes I, I I do get upset with him sometimes because I really think sometimes it's okay. You have to say no. Like if yeah. I came in tomorrow and said, you know, I want to train to be a garbage delivery guy, you'd be like, <laughs> that's amazing. Let's do this. What do you need from me? I love and it. <laughs> oh, well, like maybe a no. And so I always say, I, I, I try, I tend to just do things now. Right. So rather than going to him and saying uh, this, this, and this, for instance, let me give you, let me give you an example. So sure. for April fools, my team leader thought the best April fools joke would be to tell the team that I'm leaving, that I've accepted a job <laughs> offer in a different country. And he picked like my favorite city in Dallas. And he's like, and she's going to go and she's going to have a coaching business down there with this incredible company. I couldn't even go through with the lie because my heart was breaking inside. Anyways, <laughs> everyone was like clapping. They were so supportive. They were like, this is amazing, Val. We could totally see you doing this. And then I was like, I can't even like, guys, like this isn't even a joke. You guys are fully on board and supporting me in this process. And then afterwards, the phone calls start coming in and they're like, I, I, I as much as I love you and I support you, like, I really don't want you to go. And my heart was breaking a moment there. And I was like, these are just, when you surround yourself with the right people, yeah. Like there's no, there's no barriers. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So and were you able to surround yourself with those type of people when you worked at the bank or did that kind of come as you entered into the real estate industry and started working, um, working with Chris and the team? I have this thing and I don't know if it's a, a bad thing, habit to have, but when I was at the bank, I sur- I had so many amazing people. My experience at the bank made me stronger in so many ways. And I'm the type of person I always surround myself with the people I want to be around. Oh, and if that, that person doesn't really fit my, my, whatever, I mean, I still love you. I've got not, no, no issues with you. I'm just gonna have to love you from over there. And I'm right. not going to let you be part of my inner circle. We'll still be respectful. Um, that's just the type of person I am. So the bank you're, you all in any, in any job that you have or any career that you have, there's always one or two people who kind of like, I wish somebody would, you know, pull you aside and like, give you some encouragement and, you know, or more confidence okay. in yourself. And it's like, but I can't be that person. So I'm just gonna have to be over here in this circle here. Um, but on the team, like one of the things, like over the years, we've created this culture. Um, you know, we have our ideal team member. Who does that look like? Who is somebody you want to show up to work with every single day? And we mm-hmm. hire to that. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And surrounding yourself. Um, I have heard, um, and I'm not sure who said it, but surrounding yourself with the top five people that you want to be. Yeah you like um do you have those top five people in your life or do you have more than top five people like is that um is that something you are consciously aware of constantly when you're speaking with people that's definitely what is I believe that you know the thing is top five people for sure and I have top five people in my life that I couldn't live without and like there's teammates those are family members and everybody else like I'm actually, I'm on this search right now for everyone keeps going, who do you, who do you mentor who, or sorry, who do you look up to or who's somebody that's a mentor to you? And I struggle with that. Cause I'm like, I don't know, because there's so much out there nowadays. Yeah. It's so hard to pick from one. I feel like everyone gives the same message. They just deliver it differently, but I'm so I'm in a phase right now where I'm trying to level up. Yeah. I'm trying to create like, you know, the next five people I want to hang out with. 
I love that. And how, what is the process for that for, for our listeners? Um, I recently went through this as well, where I was, you know, thinking in, um, just looking at who I was surrounding myself with. And I said, you know, I need to start looking at the yeah. people that I'm speaking to constantly and the type of conversations I'm having. So I went through that of who I want in my life and how I want to have connections with them. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you do that? Like to level up into that next sort of the realm in your life? I think I'm still trying to figure it out to be honest. And this is going to sound so creepy. I watch people. I watch people. <laughs> like, I we're in a world right now where we can be in front of anybody whenever we want now because of zoom. I mean, you got this clubhouse app where, you know, you yeah. can be in any conference in a world and talk to somebody that you never would have had a chance to talk to before introvert yeah. Val, which I totally am an in, I'm one of those people who I'm such an outgoing introvert. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I always like, I don't like talking about myself, but I could talk about anything or anybody else day or night, but introvert Val had to really push herself to be like, what does that look, who do I want to level up with right now? Like, what's my next level? And I mean, I I actually am considering, like, I have to step out of real estate and I have to look for outlets outside of real estate now. Like, who do I know over here that can bring value to my business and, and who I am as a person And are they worthy enough to my time? Because before I'd be like, oh my God, they would never speak to me. Oh my gosh. Like they just, you know, that person's way above me. I just stopped thinking that's the first step really is stop thinking that you're not valuable enough to be part of someone's inner circle. Yeah. Um, Taking them off the pedestal. Yeah, absolutely. But I always say, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great phrase actually. And it's like, you know, right now it's not about them. It's about who's worthy of my time and my schedule right? You're, so. you're putting yourself up there. You know, you are yep. worthy of these people and, and, uh, and they're worthy of you, right? Yeah, complete game changer. Yeah, yeah. When you start looking at it that way. So I'm in the process of now of figuring out how do I brought, like, how do I open up my inner circle and include more people? And, you know, I'm just watching, I'm yeah. watching, I'm listening to who people that here's the thing. If someone says something to me and it triggers something, it's like, okay, maybe I need to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. And so that's how I'm kind of approaching it. I love that. So is it, are you, are you basing it um, more on like the energy that you're feeling or like the type of conversations that you're having with them or is energy it kind of like first. a mixture of everything? Yeah. Energy yeah, first. Energy. I have energy to have fear, that energy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I have to feel it. And you know what they say? Like you can tell by someone like who someone is by the energy they bring in when they walk into a room. Yeah. That's what I want to have. I want to have the energy first. Yeah. And then all the other stuff just kind of flows. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I can go on for hours about energy and, and stuff like that, but we won't. Yeah. We won't today. <laughs> That's for another call. <laughs> That's for another conversation. Um, uh, let's shift a little bit to mindset. I would love to know how your mindset has changed and shifted from when you first entered the industry five years ago to where you are now and with everything that you're doing now. Um, I've always been an incredibly easygoing person. In fact, I question sometimes if I'm too easygoing. So that was the first thing for me. It's like, is it mindset? Am I just this type of person? Because I'm just like, whatever, it doesn't really matter. And then I realized that like when it's important, it matters. And I, I was an incredibly shy person when I was younger. Like we're talking, I would go days without talking. Um, Oh, like uh, my circle of friends were the only people that heard my voice in school. I never raised my hand. Like I just was a complete introvert. And, but when I did speak, people listened and they like, were like, Oh my God, Val, like that makes sense. Like, where have you been hiding? It's like, so when I, when I make my entrance, I call it, you know, it was, (laughs) it was valuable enough that people listened. Um, so I went through life, like with this personality and this mindset where it's like, it is what like life's too short. Why am I complaining over, you know, how much cake I ate today? Yeah. Like, my God, I'll just jump on the treadmill and work it off. 
Like right. there's so many bigger things to worry about. And so one of the things that shifted my mindset had nothing to do with real estate. I lost my mom probably, I'm going to say 20, 20, 20 years ago, let's just say a little under 20 years, maybe. And it was in that moment where I was like, this is like, it's almost like you have to go through a tough experience to realize mm-hmm. that life is way too short. Like you don't get mad over things people are saying or doing. Yeah. And then as I grew, it's just putting yourself in positive environments. My inner circle is my mindset. The yeah. conversations I have is my mindset. And how do I keep those tools sharp? And how do I keep my mind working in a way that I want to? It's not a perfect thing. We all fall out of minds, like positive mindset from time to time. And I think that has to be okay. I had a conversation this morning, actually, with my team leader. It's funny that we're, we're talking about mindset where he, you know, he wanted to apologize if he ever come across like he was complaining to me or like shifted my energy because of like, you know, him saying something as simple as like, oh, I was just really tired yesterday. And I'm like, here's the thing. Like, that's not complaining to me. That's a little bit of vulnerability. And I feel like we have to accept that because yeah. if not, we're suppressing it and we're having a fake positive mindset and yeah. I'm not going to do that either. So you just like to be genuine hundred percent of the time, oh feel my what gosh. you feel, you know, you're going to have yeah. your good days. You're going to have your not so good days and it's all good. Right. You just pick yourself up. Yeah. Just pick your, it's like, that's the thing in willpower, man. Like when you're down, being able to pick yourself back up fast, that's fast. You got yeah. to be able to do that. So, so is there any other tool that you use beyond speaking with your inner circle to kind of bring up your mindset again? Like, is there like meditation, journaling, any sort of thing like that? Reading books? Um, yeah, like I do what, all of what, that. So yeah. I'm a huge book reader. So okay. meditation is, I've been doing meditation for years, probably my kids do it in school. So they would come home and be like, oh, can we meditate? And I was like, this is amazing, guys. I didn't even know you guys were doing this at school. So meditate, journaling. I love journaling. I love my planner. I love writing things down, um, reading books. Uh, You know, exercise is such a good tool for that, too. Have you ever gone for on a walk and come back in a bad mood? No, never. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you go and you kind of release whatever it is you're feeling and you get back to it. I love that. That's amazing. And you have an amazing mindset. I just, you know, I love talking with you right now just because I feel so like connected energy wise with you, which is great. Oh, awesome. Um, what has been your biggest struggle with the transition into the industry and what was, has been your greatest accomplishment as well since you've been in the industry? Um, that's such a good question. If, and I, I honestly, I feel so terrible saying this because I don't want it to, I want, I don't want it to like take away from anybody and I don't want to put this thought out there, but I'm going to share it. When I jumped into the industry, I'm not licensed, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not a licensed administrator. I'm not a realtor. So I always had that doubt with that. Why do people want to talk to me? What do I possibly have to say? When we yeah. grew the team and agents would come on, I'm like, what, 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 am, what value do I provide them? I'm just the administrator on our team. Yeah. And then that was so silly. What a waste of time. What a waste of my, like, however long I sat in that little bit of a world. So my biggest challenge was myself moving into the industry and not giving myself enough credit. And I think it's important that every single administrator who's working on any type of team, large, small, one agent, um, just knows that the value that they have is like, Shout it from Astronomical. the rooftops. Yeah. yeah. It's I used crazy. to work in an admin role before I got into owning my own business. And it's amazing. Like how much that admin support really makes mm-hmm. the team like go around essentially. Like it all comes back to if this admin's yeah. not there or whatever is not working correctly. Then there's something that's falling apart. So it's really amazing how, how you're able to uh, speak about that. That's amazing. I think I will always be my biggest challenge to be quite honest. Yeah. My biggest obstacle will always be me. 
Yeah, exactly. I think it's everyone <laughs> is their biggest obstacle. You know, yep. you're, you can, you can do whatever you choose to, as long as you choose to do it. That's right. Um, what about your biggest accomplishment since entering the industry? Oh my gosh. I have so many, I have some big, I have big things that are coming out too. So I think my biggest accomplishment was, and I could go and say it is that the fact that I finally empowered myself, but that's, that wasn't really my accomplishment. That was the beginning of such a, an amazing journey. So yeah. Can I share more than one? Would that be yeah, okay? go okay. for it. Yeah. <laughs> the list is big and I'm so, I can't even believe it. Share them all. <laughs> the one is, you know, I, um, with Keller Williams, there's a coaching company called Maps Coaching. I went through the process to become a Maps Coach. Probably the most strongest thing I did as a human being. I don't think people know, like, because of who I was, not weak, gosh, never mistake my kindness for weakness, but mm-hmm. I was... I had a lack of confidence, went through the maps coaching process, came out on top, opened up my own coaching business. And yeah. it's so weird to think that people actually come to me for advice. And yeah. it's like, holy crap, like that's like a huge thing for me. That's I'm super grateful when people will be like, Hey, well, do you have a minute for a question? I'm like, I do. Like, I can't believe you want to <laughs> ask me, but absolutely, let's do this. So again, I have to keep building my confidence up there. So yeah. the the going through maps coaching every day with my team. We just hit number one in Canada and KW. Ooh, and congratulations. Thank you. We've been trying for five years to get there. Finally, we hit the spot. So that's a big accomplishment because it honestly has a lot to do with the systems and models that we put in place for our team. Yeah. And then two years ago, I started the journey through my coaching company, um, you know, putting together a coaching program that I want to share with administrators and agents and how they can build their business together and how you can connect with your administrators. And it's just so crazy to think this, but it actually got turned into a book and is being published. Wow. Uh, that's so exciting. So when is this book coming out and what's the name? Tell oh us all goodness. the details. So I, I've learned so much in this process as well. When you write a book, just because you created that title doesn't mean it's not going to change. So originally the book was going to be called the CEO method and every oh. chapter was dedicated because it was originally a coaching program that I never thought in a million years would be a book, but and then every chapter was dedicated to a system and a model spoken both to the agent and the administrator. So okay. the agent, here's how you have to handle it. And mince, here's where you step in. So it speaks to so many different people. And then we just changed the title last week to, it's now called Empire Builders, which I, I'm growing to love. Um, and it's going to be launched this week. Oh, I haven't pulled the, uh, yeah, I haven't pulled the plug on it yet. I'm, I'm just caught up in my own like imposter syndrome. Right, I'm, right, like, right. <laughs> the word I'm going to put out there and people are like, what the heck is she doing writing a book? Um, and then it'll hit bookstores in January, 2020. Oh my God. 22. 22. Amazing. That's so exciting. So right now when it comes out, where can people get it? Chapters, Indigo, um, Amazon. Everywhere. All your major bookstores. Yeah. Amazing. I'm trying to get in Target, so I have an excuse to go to Target. <laughs> right? Everyone needs an excuse to go to Target. <laughs> so can you take me along that journey a little bit about writing a book? Because that's a little bit different than like, obviously what you've been doing with operations. What mm-hmm. kind of got you into writing? Well, you said you're starting it out as a course and then it kind of went into yeah. a book, but what kind of, what was that transition for you when you changed it from the course to the book? So as I wrote the course, I mean, I could have launched the course last year and then yeah. I myself was like, no, this isn't good enough. People don't need this right now. No one's then COVID hit. So I was like, oh my goodness. Like I'm sitting on this amazing thing that if, you know, I just would have launched it. Like how many people would it have helped? Yeah. So then I have a friend who's in the industry and he's like, can I look at it? Maybe I'll, I'll copyright it for you. I'll fix it up. And then we can put it through a coaching program. And I was like, that'd be amazing. Like, yes, like, please do this. I, whatever. Well, he came back and he's like, I think you've got something a little bit bigger than you think. 
and he's like, you've, you're taking things that you've learned and you've implemented this, like, this is bigger than just a coaching program. And I'm like, tell mm-hmm. me more, like, what do you mean? So he put me in charge or put me in front of some pretty big people here in Canada. And they gave me this speech, which kind of like it tore up my heartstring a little bit. They're like, listen, it's really hard to get published in Canada. And I'm like, that's okay guys. Cause I'm not looking to get published. It's amazing. Uh, my feelings aren't hurt. We're fine. And they're like, it's a little bit, you know, you're probably gonna have to go pitch it to like four or five different publishing companies. And then you'll see what happens from there. It could take years. I'm like, Oh guys, like I'm not looking to pitch anything. This is great. I'm good. I'm going to go back and launch this coaching program. Yeah. So my friend um, put me up with this publishing company in New York city and he's like, just send it. I was like, okay. So I sent it and, and they came back like 24 hours later and we're like, this is crazy. Like we, we would love to work with you. Are you, oh my still, goodness. yeah. Are you still searching for publishers? So the book itself, even though it's coming out next year, it has been done for almost two years. And now I keep going back and I keep updating things because it's so outdated yeah. in my mind. But, um, this launching, this will be like a, a huge, I don't even know how, what to say. It, it's, it's going to change how I deal with things because I'm not somebody to put myself out there and I yeah. have to, and yeah. I'm really yeah. scared and I'm really nervous but again, I've provi- I surrounded myself with some pretty incredible people that I think will be supportive of it. Yeah. You're, so. It sounds like you're leaning towards that fear. And I always feel like on the other side of fear is, I think Will Smith said it is absolute bliss. And it's just <laughs> it's amazing that you are um, putting yourself out there in that manner, putting something that you've created. I know how challenging that is to put something you've yeah. created the world and be like, Oh, is, are people going to like it? I hope they like it. You know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm sharing yeah. a journey through the book and I'm sharing like everything that I coached to is in this book. And I thought, why has someone done this for anybody before this eliminates Amazing. all those conversations? Not that I mind the conversations. I love them, but this has made it so simple for anyone who's joining the real estate industry, anyone hiring an admin. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, all these things in this book are systems that I use every single day. I mean, I've learned them from others. I've just kind of incorporated them, built them, tweaked them and grew them out. But yeah, so, but here's the thing. I still, like my husband, when I got my letter from the publishing company, they mail you a letter saying, congratulations, you are now yeah. a published author or whatever. They, he hung it up on the wall for my kids to see. So oh. like this, as like a whole, like, don't ever say you can't do something. <clears throat> Even if you didn't think it was on your, like your goal chart, like that was never, that was never in my vision. Yeah. So I told the publishing coming afterwards, I'm like, thanks for all your work on this. It's been amazing. I'm still going to write it as a coaching program, but no, I appreciate you. <laughs> That's incredible. I absolutely love that. And I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, so what is beyond the book? What's next for you? Like, what are your goals? What's coming up in the next couple of years for you? God, well, I signed on that I would write another book. So I, I have, so you're doing I, awesome. I'm going to have to figure out what that looks like. And, and I think, you know, just plugging away on the team for sure. Like that's yeah. everything that I do. I always say it has to come back to the team because the team has always been there for me. I yeah. mean, selfishly, I couldn't see myself without them. I love them all dearly. Um, but most importantly, like everything that I do funnels the team. So yeah. I'm hoping that everything that I do brings energy to them and we all push forward. Um, I, I would love to have a flourishing coaching company. Amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. I would just love to be able to empower so many people to not look at what they do as a job and more as a career. And yeah. when I, when I say people, I mean, our administrators in our community, I would love it if all of them just, just ran it like it was their own business. Yeah. Yeah. 
amazing. Like take that ownership and run it yeah. as if it's yours. And yeah. like the connection there is you can just create, you can create so much impact by working together like that. And I think that's what you really hit home on is like, you can work together with like whoever the team leader is and really that's create right. something magical and, and, and amazing. Yeah. I love so that. I think that's important. Um, what is one piece of advice you would offer any administrator, operations manager, realtor entering into the industry um, in this moment of time? Oh my goodness. There's a list. I got a list of things. Oh, another list. Um, I love it. Well, <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> you know, just go for it. Stop overthinking. I always tell administrators, like in our world, we get so bogged down with launching a perfect system that we're taking the foot off the yeah. gas. We, we can launch a system and tweak it as we go. So like, just don't take your foot off the gas. If this is something you believe in so badly, find somebody to mentor you throughout the process and just yeah. go for it. Like, just absolutely go for it. You're in this industry because obviously you have an interest in it. I'm assuming and hoping. So yeah. like, just don't overthink stuff. Don't get inside your head. Um, but if I can offer you the flip advice as a consumer, be genuine and authentic with your clients, build relationships because those are the things that grow your business more than transaction relationships. Yeah. The relationship business. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed our talk. Um, how can, um, our listeners get in touch with you? How can they get in contact with you? Um, so you can email me at Valerie at night and real estate.com. I'm on Instagram at Valerie um, or Facebook Valerie Simino. Yeah. There's Amazing. so many ways you can get a hold of me now. Well, thank you so much. I really thank appreciate you. it.